Hey there, everybody. We are here. Welcome to Scott and Rocky Unsolicited. I'm Scott. I'm Rocky. And we're going to give you our unsolicited commentary on... Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. Star Trek Discovery recently just came back mid-season. January 7th, it came back? Yeah. Right? So we're two episodes in now on the second part of the season. And it is insane. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Like, I liked the first half of the, the season, but this second half is just awesome. Agreed. I, and I will say, this is the one time where I wish Reddit wasn't right. Cause About I, which part? Well, many parts, but specifically the... By the way, spoilers. Spoilers, guys, um, that we're going to be talking about. By the way, I asked uh, someone asked if we could actually put spoilers on our titles when we're uploading... Oh, okay. So people I mean, are we always talk spoilers. We do, yeah, well, not necessarily. Okay, mm-hmm. I will put spoiler in this title. Okay, thank you. So anyway, um, spoilers. So one is you know um, the Ash Taylor reveal. Ah, pisses me off because I liked him as a character. I I, I don't think he's done. I, I I don't think he's done. Do you think he'll he'll go native and want to be human? I think. For me, I think that they did something, they meaning the Klingons, did something to kind of fuse whatever they did to get Ash Taylor in, what was it, um, Vok? Vok? Vok. Vok. And, and, and I think they took some of Ash Taylor's whatever DNA and kind of fused it with Vok, and I think Ash Taylor's DNA is going to overcome. I I don't know if Ash Taylor's... A, I, I think they just cosmetically made him look like that because well, well they, uh, that's they not it. true because they they um Lorca actually when he when he bought him on 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 discovery said i went through all your records this that and the other i don't think they faked that much i think they captured him killed him and got invoked to look like him that's that, that's that's what i think is going to happen or that's what it's, i think is how it's going to play out it's possible but they also obviously allude to that he's deeply brainwashed, right? And he should have a sleeper personality that that chick was supposed to activate by saying whatever right. those words, right? Right. But it didn't work. My point. So his brainwash is, is fucked up. So wait a minute. So you're saying Ash is legit and he's not Vogue? Or you think Vogue did? No, he is Vogue. Vogue. That's what I'm thinking. Vogue. He is Vogue. And I think the, the Ash Tyler personality is fake. That's implanted. But whatever they did with the brainwashing it is not right because he should have switched back to Vok after What's-Her-Face said the, the trigger word, right? Right, right, right. So so he may have a fake Ash Tyler personality, but it's there. It didn't get removed by the keywords. And yeah, I don't know. So, so let's go back to the beginning of, of, of the series of Discovery. I... Like the idea that they um, did, did a whole new spin on an actual Star Trek um, series. I was doing some research, and this is actually the first Star Trek series that ever takes a specialist point of view and focusing on an actual, you know, non non captain. Like they're not the star, right? The captain's not the star, right? Michael Burnham is the star, exactly. So and she was the second in command, and now technically she has no rank, exactly. And I think that is really, really clever. So yeah. one props for that. Second, this is legitimately the most diverse group of characters I've ever seen in Star Trek. True, the most diverse, um, specifically the LGBTQ representation. Yes, and I think that's awesome. I, and it's funny because you would think we'd see more of that. If I would think, and the and the other Star Treks have dealt with it. Um, 
TNG did the, a little bit, you know, they but, had, but not like, not like Anthony Rapp's character. No, they didn't have like a permanent character. Right. None of them did. Right. Yeah. You're right. It was just like maybe a one episode where they kind of dealt with the subject. Right. I, I kind of feel like seven of nine may have been seven of nine and Captain Janeway were lesbians. I, well, I can well, first I kind of feel like Janeway was like honorary lesbian, not that she was legit le- lesbian, but, but according to the show, she had a boyfriend she left behind. Right. Boyfriend. <laughs> well, they did own dogs. Right. Together. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I love you, boyfriend. But I'm going to go tour the universe. That far in the in the future, they shouldn't have to pretend with the word boyfriend. Right. Say hi to Spot for me. Sorry, Janeway. I love you, Janeway. But yeah, I, I, I think um, the beginning of the series got me hooked on the first episode. Um, specifically when... You know, you see this character and we're thinking we're going to go on her journey, like upping the ranks. And that's not what happened. No, not at all. all. Totally. Like I was excited and oh, this is an interesting concept. It, it, very reminiscent of the Star Trek J.J. Abrams reboot where Kirk was, you know, um, Chris Pine's character, well, Captain Kirk was kind of, you know, kind of keep kept getting himself smacked down because he's whatever, a loose cannon. Right. But this one was... Um, Michael's uh, downward spiral was because she was trying to be, she was doing the right thing. Well, in her what, mind, she was doing right what, that, that's right. Let me rephrase that. She, she was what she thought was doing the right thing, which is still mutiny. Um, and, and I just love how after the first episode, they addressed that in the second episode, that's when you start to see her real journey, like, like climbing back up. And I still, I still don't know how I feel about Lorca. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Or a bad still. guy. He's yeah. He's definitely highly amoral. I love that. But it's not pointed in the wrong direction per se. Actually, so, it kind of is. It, well, it kind of is because when you're when when a Starfleet person in your in you know that you're that that you're responsible for, you're telling them put yourself on the line and be this jump mechanism so we can continue to jump, jump, jump. Not a nice person. Yeah. Kind of a dick. He kind of sent, well, what's the guy's name? The ginger? Anthony Rapp's character? Yeah. Lieutenant uh, Stamus? 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he pretty much sends him to death. Mm. He knew all those jumps were going to, even though he volunteered and said, yes, I can do it. I mean. Yeah. But as a captain, that's still your person and that's yeah. responsible for you. But and... still also at the same time, they did it so they could defeat the cloaking mechanism and use that to win the war so that the Klingons don't just completely decimate the federation uh, you know and so, i like that i i do for me um as 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 the first part of the season evolved you got to get a little bit more into the smaller characters but not too much mm-hmm. i still feel like they're focusing too much on like the the, the main characters only pe- and but i feel like it's oversaturating the people that i really want to know more about like for example the ginger chick with the scar on her face from the first episode she was kind of oh, like, yeah, like yeah. the, the checkoff, the navigation officer. Right? Is she the nav officer? Right. Like she, she Is hardly that? speaks. Yeah. Is her? Did her voice get broken during the attack? Like, no, you're right. And and oh, I want to know more about the cyborg on the bridge. Yes. What is her deal? Right. Right. Exactly. I think we talked about that. Like even just you and me. Like yeah. Like like, uh, like we don't. What's happening with the rest of the people? Like they all have names. Like if you look online, you can see what her name is and stuff. But like yeah, you don't really know what her deal is. Like what 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 really is she? Right. And and I love that. Um, 
before the end of the season, that's or b- before the end of the first part of the season, that's when Reddit went crazy with the whole Ash Taylor or Tyler, you know, stuff. And they actually tried to find pictures of the of the actor playing Vok or Vuk. And it's not the same actor that plays Vok, though. It's not Vok, but they made up fake everything on IMDb for that character. Oh, I know. Everything was fake. And I thought that was freaking brilliant. That yeah. was so amazing. Like way to like troll the fans. Yeah. I thought yeah. That was awesome. No, I agree. It's that theory has been out there for a long time. I only saw it like in November, like before it went on hiatus. I haven't seen it before that. Oh, really? No, because um, the last time we actually saw Vok was when he was with that chick. Right. And she said, you know, you have to be willing to give up everything, even yourself. Mm. And then you see her in control of this prisonership and Ash comes around. I can't tell if he's hot or not. He is kind of hot. He's hot adjacent. He's hot, definitely hot adjacent. Yeah. I'd do him. Okay. <laughs> super tall. He is super tall. Super, super tall. And I have to say, one of the things I like about the show, which a lot of people really, really hate, because they, they feel that this takes place before the original Star Trek, and the technology is so much more advanced than the original Star Trek. And I understand that, why people are like, eh, it's got to be, you know, less high tech. But I'm like, seriously, this is like, that was filmed in the 60s. This is like 2018. Like it's supposed to be more futuristic than now. So I realize that it doesn't, it it looks all super more high tech than that old show did. But the realistic is if it's that far in the future, it needs to be fucking futuristic. So, so I'm a hundred percent okay with the tech being way more futury than the original Star Trek. Right. So, because that's just the way it has to be. So, so remind me, is this part of the, is this part of what canon, the canon for the movie, the The canon, the prime universe? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've really just, I think it's supposed to be part of the original universe, not the prime universe. Mm -hmm. So it's not the JJ Abrams reboot. Okay. I kind of thought it was going to follow the JJ Abrams reboot. Personally, that's what, that's, that's what I gathered. No. And technically it doesn't even matter because the universes didn't split until until the first Star Trek, until, J.J. Abrams. Until Captain Kirk's dad died. Mm. Which might have been around the time of Discovery because it takes 10, play, 10 years before. You're right. So the universes have already split. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's supposed to take place. But people think, you know, because, you know, they're obviously able to move universes because of the, the spore drive. Right. That maybe, you know, that that is the thing. It's not actually... It, it is a different universe right i i think for me the uh, uh, other thing i liked about the beginning um the, the first half of the season was how they balanced um like the core science which i don't think i've ever really witnessed in other star trek series before like they really dive into like the core and maybe it's because it, it's more science specific this time maybe because uh, I thought Voyager, Voyager was was more science specific, but I I feel like this this series is way more techie and way more. I felt like Voyager was more, even though they were. I mean, their their stick was they were lost in space essentially and trying to get back home. Yeah, that was the premise of the, of, of Voyager. At least that's how I. No, it was of, that what, was the premise of Voyager. What I remember, but in this in this here, I I like how they're using science to drive the story further like finding alternatives and 
like um, when those creatures that they found that were part, you know, that were kind of uh, communicating with the spores and like in in finding like a human way of uh, of adopting that. And then thus Anthony Rapp's character, Lieutenant uh, Stamus, having his 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 elevated storyline. Like I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. And I will say and I'm sorry, Jawin, if you because I'm sure you listen to this podcast. Um, Jawin is a, he's a YouTuber and he has very he's a huge hater of the show wow like seriously like that's yeah, he's one of those people I think he's just one of those people that likes to bitch because he's obviously watching it because he but, puts out a review every single episode right, and he, bitches here's a here's a kill thing about that okay you have X amount of followers you have X amount of people and you're going to use your power to spew all of this negativity we're in a day and age right now where we'll take any amount of positive any sort of supportive commentary, but I just feel like all he does is just whine and complain. Like then if you hate it so much, don't fucking watch it. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. Like he's, it's the comic book guy thing, right? No matter how it gets interpreted, Ugh. they they will always find a way to bitch about it because it's not a hundred percent strict the way it should be. According to the original canon. You're, you're right. So and people always just like the technology there's, it's too high tech. I speaking because I'm a comic book person and, and I sometimes do get that way too. However, I still have to be mindful that when you're adapting it or adapting content from book to, to screen, you're, you're trying to reach a larger audience base and you're, you're trying to make it either inclusive or you're trying to make it more modern and you're trying right. to have, you have more to adapt really, to the times. Agreed. So my point to this whole thing was that I see a lot more good than the negativity that I have been seeing about the show. Oh, I totally agree. In fact, I think this show came together a lot better than all the other stuff. Because most Star Treks, like the first season is usually kind of a train wreck, right? Agreed. Before they really figure out what they're doing. Right. Right. But this one, I thought, because it stuck to a, a large story arc, you know, of like the war. Mm-hmm. And then how we're starting the, season, the war. Right. Now they flipped it to the mirror universe story arc. And it's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. So I no, I think they've they hit they found their voice much more quickly. I think. I think in the and, first episode they like, found yeah. it. Personally, I, I I agree. I think and I think it's good. I, I like it. I love it. Actually, I'm, me too. I'm and, and glad it, it exists. And, and 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 here's the thing: if you take out all of the diehard Star Trek uh, references and and mythology or whatever, and in just. L- receive it as it's intended as just a new take on star Trek, a new way of storytelling new interesting ways of 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 telling uh stories then that's that for me is a basis of me getting on board as a fan and that's that's what got me right personally and everyone complains because star trek is supposed to be this utopian shit but i mean this is about a war and like <laughs> right. you have to make compromises in a war you can't be holier than thou in a war I, and, and and I will you have say to be a bit dirty. Agreed, and 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 that's why I think that's why I borderline Lorca being good and bad guy because I feel like this is another cap we've never seen before either. Right in, I would say in peace times he's probably a bad guy, but in war times he's probably the person you want to have as your captain. Yeah, he's the guy that you want next to you. Yeah, to help so. you. Right. No, I I totally. Anyway, so our at least my unsolicited feedback is I love this show so much, and if. And if you want um, character-driven stories and interesting takes on 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 uh, on space TV sh- uh, shows, definitely check the show. It's it's such a good show. Yeah, it's such a good show, and it's on CBS All Access, which means all the shows are available to watch 
um, you can go back and start from the beginning. Although you do have to pay for it, so. But I, it's I worth think it. It's worth paying for, in my opinion. I I was pissed off at CBS for doing it this way, because I didn't want it to pay for yet another service because that's kind of lame. But yeah. I I think this show is worth paying for. So for me, um, this is going to be the new way we're watching shows now. Anyway, I think. You know, now that um, uh, DC Comics is getting ready to start their new streaming service, which is going to uh, launch the new Young Justice season, season three, will be only available on the DC streaming service, which is yet to be announced officially. Um, they also did, um, they're also going to do a Harley animated series on the DC Live thing, as well as new, the new Teen Titans show. So I think CBS is kind of starting that new way of watching their exclusive shows. I, You're right. I, I don't want to get into the philosophy of that streaming. Yeah. That's a whole other, that's a whole other, that's another podcast. I kind of like the way I don't really like the way it's going down right now with like all these streaming networks you have to buy piecemeal. I just, I think a better way to be do it would be the networks don't exist. You just buy the shows that you want. So how do the, so how do networks make money? Because they're selling the show. Like if I want to watch Star Trek Discovery, I buy Star Trek Discovery. The networks aren't selling the shows. The studios are selling shows. There's That's two what I'm different saying. things. That's what I'm saying. Studios are selling the show. Okay. The, so anyway. Yeah. We're, we, okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. We're not going to get rattled yeah. into Ooh, that. That was about to get good. Ooh, we're about to throw down. But you know, <laughs> honey, I love you. And I'm sick of you winning all my quizzes. All your quizzes. So apparently this one's going to be hard. We're doing another quiz today. Okay. And this is to prove how, because you, you, you claim to be a Trekkie. I, I guess. I mean, I like it. I don't know if I'm like a crazy fan. Well, I'm going to test your crazy fandom okay. and I'm going to. Oh my God. He's going to ask me obscure I, Star Trek questions. I am. And then sort of. <laughs> so this quiz is for, I, I'm, I'm going to name off some actors. Okay. And you have to guess what character they played. Oh my God. I'm so bad at names. That's, that's what know. makes this more evil. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to say wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay. Ready? Okay. The first one is not fair because we said this one like a couple times already. Um, Anthony Rapp. He plays a ginger in Star Trek Discovery. That's not his name. Stamos. Or whatever. John Stamos. It's technically Stamets. Stamets. Yeah. So okay. you're wrong. That's right. We were both wrong. Yeah, but you were more wrong. So Whatever. <laughs> I knew who the character was. I just couldn't remember the name. That's totally same as being right. The next one is James Duhon. Um... He played Chekhov. Nope. Scotty. Oh, God damn it. Wrong. You're right. I love when you tell me that. Anyway, uh, Robert Picardo. He played the doctor in Voyager. God dang it. Got one right. <laughs> yeah, right. got one right. Um, Walter Keung. That was Chekhov. You're right. God dang it. I thought I got hard ones. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. I feel like I know who this is. Is that Lorca? Ah, god damn it. Right. Should wait. Yeah, I'll allow it. What? <laughs> I was right. I was right. Marina Sirtis. Oh, Deanna Troy. Right. Sorry, guys. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Gates McFadden. Dr. Crusher. By the way, I didn't realize Next Generation was one of your favorite shows 
<laughs> um, Robert Beltran. Robert Beltran. Mm-hmm. Robert Beltran. Robert Beltran. Oh, I feel like I should really know this. Is it Cisco? Nope. You're wrong. That was Chakotay from Voyager. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, wait. Let me count. One, two, three. Oh, man. You still already won, but I only had nine. This is the last one. Uh, Shazad Latif. Shazad Latif? Mm Mm-hmm. Come. Come on. I'm thinking. Don't make me put a timer on you. I really don't know. Was it Ash Taylor. Oh, I should have known that. He does have a crazy name. But you still won because you got five out of the nine right. I gave you... I thought I got hard ones for... Well, I'll be honest. I didn't want it to be too... Because I don't want bad comments like Rocky totally rigged that. (laughs) But yes. So, yeah. Congratulations, honey. You You won again. If you had stuck with more DS9, you probably would have screwed me because I don't know those as good. And again, I still... I mean, I want our fans to... Our fans. We have fans, apparently. I want our listeners to to play along, too. So, you know, that's the point. So, listeners, how did you do? Yes. Give us your unsolicited uh, lists. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know it all? Because you probably had Google, so it doesn't count. Yeah. No, I'm I'm actually pretty impressed. I mean, the one I was most impressed with was that you knew uh, the checkoff. Lorca, I kind of felt like you, I, I shouldn't have given you Lorca. That was that was actually lucky. I, a white person name, so I just picked Lorca. Yeah. Yeah, but it, this was a lot of fun. Thank you, honey, for indulging me. And I, <laughs> Thank you for the quiz. And you will lose one day. You will. My God, you've won almost every single quiz. Oh, I can't believe I got Scotty wrong. I should have got that right. That is. Yeah, Scott. E. That's, you should yeah, have. I should have. Walter Cohen is obviously Chekhov. <laughs> obviously, because I didn't even know what the, I, I didn't even know who these half these people were. So there Did you go. Did you know his son was boner on on Family Ties? What? No, on Growing Pains. No way. That was his son. Oh wow. Okay. What a legacy. Crazy? Yeah, a little bit. That's weird, but okay. All right, everyone. So that's our episode for today. I Thank guess that's you. Our episode for that today. is. Thank you so much for listening. Um, next week's episode, uh, Scott doesn't know this, but I'm taking control. Uh oh. It is going to be all about RuPaul's Drag Race. Does it start next week? Because All Star Season Three starts on Monday. On Monday. Nice. He 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 he. Oh my God. Yes, Scott is not a Drag Race fan. It's not Even, that I'm not a fan. I'm. I will watch it. I'm just not. So re- obsessed with it. Real quick, we'll include some of this in next week's um, podcast. But you went to the most recent season finale in, in L.A. Right? Did you have a good time? I had a good time. That's what I'm saying. I'm not not a fan. I it's I I enjoy it. It's fine. It's just not one of those things that I need to carve out time in my day and be like I have to watch Drag Race. There's nothing wrong with you. Obviously, I'm a horrible gay. Yeah, awful. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't even, I can't even, but you know, (laughs) I I knew what I was getting into when I said I do. So honey, I will still say I do, even though you hate drag race. I don't hate it. Stop saying I hate it. (laughs) Your tone tells me you hate it. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) So anyway, please follow us on our social media, which is Scott and Rocky. And it's on Twitter and, and on Instagram. And, and yes. And uh, if you look in the description of any one of our episodes, it's put, it's on there. Right. So 
So thanks again so much for listening again, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.